This week on the podcast, we're joined by Anna, who tells us all about her game project. Green tells us if he's caught them all in his first impressions of the new Pokemon games. We talk about the PC gaming show and stick around for the end because we have some deals for you to snag at the end of the show. All of that and more in this week's episode of the podcast. Green, roll the intro. I did the thing. You did the thing? I did the okay. thing. It was a little weird. <laughs> the audio, I, I could see the audio is a little funky, but I mean, it, it did it. And it was the long okay. one, the old OG one. Oh, the OG one. The oh, scat we should have gotten the scats in there. Yeah. Um, we should have. No beatboxing for us today. No. Hello, and welcome to Next Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny Kay. Uh, joining you remotely, and I am sorry that the air conditioner in this uh, apartment just kicked on. I'm sure that can be really loud. How's it sound, Green? Uh, it sounds okay. I can't. It, okay. It's fine. I mean, it's not okay. horrible, it, it, but it's not great either. But it is okay. what it is. Yeah, we just had like one of like our like biggest upgrades in the show, and then like we're knocking it back down because I have to join you guys remotely. But we're here. I'm also joined by the spooky and the, I'm sorry, the uh, wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Greenlee, who is producing the show today. How are you doing, Green? I'm trying my best. That's all I got yeah. to say. Welcome to the driver's seat. It's not so fun now, is it? Yeah, it's probably my, <laughs> what, my third time behind the wheel. I'm okay I think with so. it. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> We're also joined by the spooky and the ookly, the Mendachi. Mendachi, how are you doing today? We're doing good. I might be the second most awake person on the podcast today, aside from Anna, uh, since she is joining us from uh, across the globe, which is just really exciting. Yes, we are joined by Anna. Anna, for the folks Thank who have not met... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome on. But for the folks who haven't I'm, met I'm just yet. introducing myself. No big deal, guys. Hey, everybody. <laughs> no, go on ahead. I think you got it. Tell the folks out there who you are and what you do. Well, I'm joining from uh, a small country in the Balkans. It's by the Adriatic Sea, which is next to Italy. I always, you know, I always give this background because not everybody knows where it is, but it is a small country, but it's really beautiful. And that's where we're staying right now for the final part of the development and our latest game, Copia, that we just finished and released January 25th, I believe. Uh, and uh, so it's out on Steam and GOG, and uh, that's me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the part of that team. <laughs> Yeah, so for those who haven't heard about Kafia yet, can you kind of describe what the game is, uh, a little bit of like the story hook, and uh, just some of the work that you've personally done on it? So I'm a, I was a designer. Well, actually, uh, let me start by um, telling you a little bit about our team, because we're kind of a special team of uh, family game developers. It's uh, a copy was developed by two people. It's me and my husband. So basically half of the work on the game was done by me and the other half is obviously by my husband, who, who was mostly a programmer and an animator for the game. And I did the story, I did the art for the game and uh, some portion to the extent that I could. Um, uh, so the game itself is an adventure game uh, about a small girl, Rennie, and her grandfather, Stefan. And together they set out on the adventure to uh, solve a mystery of the war between the East and the West. So uh, that's uh, basically what the game is about. And uh, in, uh, during the game, you get to switch between uh, playing for Stefan and playing for the little girl. And then uh, when you get the whole story, you actually understand the universe that Kapia is. And of course, the sol solve the problem of the war. I mean, you can't go without that, right? That sounds like a wonderful project. You said it's on sale on GOG right now? Yeah, right now, I think it's a couple more days that it's on sale on GOG. And so if you guys want to catch it, it's right there. It's, I think it's, I feel it's like 40% off. So that's a pretty good deal for the game. And, um, we will have we will be having Steam sales too. So if you are more of a Steam person, just you know keep an eye on it, wish list it, and you know it will tell you when the sale comes up. 
Um, how would you say the style of the gameplay is? Like, uh, is it like a, uh, like a point and click style, or or how does that work with the game? Oh, so it's a little bit unique in a way of point and click. I mean, we, you you can say it's point and click at its core, but we decided to go, you know, a little bit modern on it because I mean, you can use controller on it, and it's not going to be like um. You know, uh, a lot of point-and-click adventures, they, when you start using control, you just basically move the uh, mouse and then click, you know, uh, with the, your controller. But that's not how our game works. You actually control the character inside the game. Uh, so it's somewhere in between, you know, of an old-school point-and-click and modern uh, adventure. Yeah, as far as Capia goes, so what I, what, I, uh, what I think that I like the most about the presentation of it is uh, the fact that you went with like a post-apocalyptic story, but it's not super dark and down and like depressing. There's comedy elements and the overall animation style makes it look like a more welcoming world. And it seems like your game has a lot more optimism than a lot of other like post-apocalyptic games, which to me have felt really cookie cutter the past like 15 years. So it was really cool to see Capia take a, a different approach to this kind of story. I'm glad that you caught that uh, because I wouldn't, uh, you know, I don't usually say that it's a comedy game, but there is a lot of humor in uh, Capia. Uh, and I feel that it is, you know, that um, kind type of humor uh, that you would get in a game that I personally enjoy. So um, I hope that uh, people who play it will understand it as well the same way that we wanted to portray it. Wonderful. All right. Uh, Danny, did you have any questions? Nope. No, I think it sounds like a wonderful game. Uh, definitely going to check it out on GOG. Uh, the only other question I had, because uh, I know we've said it's on GOG, but what are some of the other platforms if people, uh, uh, and is it on just PC or is it also available on other uh, consoles or devices? Right. It's just a PC game because I uh, we we were in the development for a very long time. We basically, it, because it was our first game and it was just my husband and I the, at first. And uh, I mean, it was a long development. So it, we did have some uh, minor problems with porting the game because it's, uh, you know, of the Unity versions. Uh, so right now it came out for PC, but maybe in future we will have it for uh, consoles as well. But I mean, I can't just, you know, go promising you that. So it's, you know, it's something that we do um, plan, but uh, not 100% of, you know, a promise. Awesome. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, Danny, you have anything else for like housekeeping in general? No, not really. Um, yeah, just sorry that we uh, are like all, or at least I'm joining you guys remotely. There's a little bit of uh, clumsiness that I am uh, dealing with here, but I think we will be just fine. Green, uh, you've had your chance to play some Pokemon, and I'm kind of curious to hear about it. So uh, have you caught them all? And by them all, I do mean Pokemon and not, uh, you know, STDs. Uh, yeah, so I picked up uh, Pokemon Scarlet, and Kenna picked up Pokemon Violet. I've actually had more chance to play uh, Scarlet than she has of Violet, just because of uh, you know schedule and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I got my hands on, on the new Pokemon. Uh, Kenna actually got me a Switch to play Pokemon. Um we just had one and then like we wanted to do like a group thing and like play together which is great um but yeah so pokemon scarlet and violet both take place in a new area called uh paldea um which is uh, supposed to be like a spain centric style um a lot of the like characters will like say small phrases in spanish um like you see a lot of like uh Oslo, uh La Vista and like uh, Yen and stuff like that. Um, so it really gives out that like sp Spanish vibe. Um, and then they've introduced, of, of course, new Pokemon. Um, there's three new starters. There's uh, uh, Spigarado, which is a, uh, a grass type cat Pokemon. Um, Fuecoco, which is a, a, a pepper fire uh, crocodile. 
and then there's Quaxley, which Quaxley is a water duck. Um, so you, you get to choose between the three, uh, just like a standard Pokemon game. Um, it does have some elements of like Arceus and the fact that it is open world. Um, like you kind of get ramrodded in, in the beginning, like essentially like the tutorial, um, and then making your way into like the, the actual story progression. It, it's like, uh, your character is a student at an academy. Um, but every year they have a, what they call a treasure hunt. Um, and that's what sets you out to, to the open world of like doing whatever you want. Like if, uh, there's like three main, essentially main like storylines, um, that you want to do. Um, there's the, the gyms where you get the gym badges. Um, and then there is a separate one where it's called like Titans, where you essentially battle these unnaturally large Pokemon. Uh, I believe there's four or five of those and there's five. Um, and then there's five of the team that it's called team star. So it's like the OG team rocket. Um, but they're not as villainous. It seems, um, it's team team star is like, um, members of the Academy that kind of just like left because they were getting bullied and stuff like that. So there's kind of like a, uh, a heartstring tug with that. Um, same with the, with the Titans, there's like a little backstory with like why you're trying to like, uh, fight these unnaturally large Pokemon, um, which I won't spoil cause it's super sad and r really, really hurts your heart. Um, but yeah, uh, as I said, this is the open world concept. Um, you can do co-op up to four people. You have to get to a Poke Center at the beginning of the game um, to unlock that, that um, they call it the Poke Portal, um, which will allow you to do like co-op. Um, and then throughout the game, you'll see like these um, crystals. And those crystals are Pokemon that you can actually battle in a group together as well. Um, there's a new style, uh, or like hook to the game, um, or a new like mechanic. And that mechanic is called, uh, terrestrializing, which is like a crystallization of the Pokemon. You have like a, a ball that will, uh, it, like is charged with Terra is what they call it. And then you can, uh, put that to your Pokemon and it will make them like a crystal ask. It gives them like a power buff. Um, it's kind of like the mega evolution ish kind of thing. Um, but every poke, you can do it to every Pokemon. Um, it, and it like, it can change their main type. Uh, for instance, I know, uh, Roly Coley for some reason will go to a grass type. Um, and then like, uh, um, a few types will go to like dragon or steel that normally wouldn't be. Um, so it adds that dynamic. Another funny thing is the uh, they have Taurus in this game, um, and the Taurus are fighting style now, which is kind of indicative to the whole you know Spain thing because of the you know fighting bulls and stuff like that. Um, so there's there's like regional Pokemon that like have like a different variation from what we're used to seeing. Um, and there's two new legendary Pokemon, um, Corridon. And Miradon. Um, Corridon is with Scarlet, and then Miradon is with Violet. Uh, Corridon is a fighting dragon type, and uh, Miradon is an electric dragon type. Um, the interesting about thing about those is there's like a backstory going on with them because they're like an offshoot of a uh, another Pokemon that isn't a legendary, um, but it is a, it is a dragon type. Um, and I think there's like, I haven't gotten to it yet, but there's like a, some backstory on like why this is, um, which you will, I'm assuming uncover later in the game. So, um, that Pokemon you actually get at the beginning, um, but you can't battle with it. It's just like essentially like a, a companion that you're taking care of and trying to nurse back to health. Um, and you actually ride it like a motorcycle, which is pretty fun. Um, and then like, I know at some point you can fly with it. Um, and like, uh, I just unlocked where you can like jump farther or like higher up and you can, I can ride it on water, which is, uh, like taking away the whole, 
you know, surf and fly thing. Another thing is, like, if you're an OG uh, Pokemon fan, like, the fly mechanic, you don't have to have a Pokemon that has fly learned. Um, there's, like, a taxi service now, so you don't have to, like, worry about losing a slot uh, for an attack that you want just because you want fly. Um, which, I mean, is not bad. I, I like it. It's more convenient, especially, like, um, so that way I don't have to, like, get a, a, a random Pidgey to learn fly at the beginning of the game. So, um, all in all, it, it's been pretty fun. Um, there are some issues uh, right now in the game, um, mainly FPS issues. Um, so, I had the, the Switch plugged into a monitor. Um, so it's docked and it's still like, if you look in the background when you're doing stuff, especially in cities, uh, any characters like NPCs that are moving, they'll drop to like four or five FPS, um, which can be r really, really, uh, um, off putting. Um, it doesn't really affect like gameplay. Um, and then sometimes in like in the middle of battles, you'll see like the frame rate drop to like you know, 10-ish, 15-ish FPS for just a, a few split seconds. Um, so I, th I think this game is really pushing the limits of the Switch so far. Um, and it, it Again, it, it hasn't really affected my gameplay. It's just kind of kind of off-putting, and, I, I, like, it just feels weird. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much Pokemon Scarlet and, and Violet. Do you, anyone, does anyone have any questions about them? Oh, apart from uh, just wishing that I could speak about my own game as well as you just spoke of uh, Pokemon, <laughs> I, I do. I am curious about uh, your opinion of uh, you know a comparison between previous version and this version graphic-wise. Because I mean, I've heard people uh, different opinions on that. Mm -hmm. Um. So I've I haven't fully played Arceus. Um, which uh, that's the game I'm going to compare it to. I'm not going to compare it to Sword or um shield because i didn't play sword or shield um arceus has like a different style of of gameplay as uh, it's like a survival style pokemon game um that really i feel lends itself from um breath of the wild a lot uh even like the graphics are extremely similar um i i, I want to say arceus actually looks better um it's it's kind of like they took Arceus, uh, like the 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 base, the foundation of Arceus, and then they they made it into like an old like old school style Pokemon game, where like you're going and you're doing battles, uh, and it's a good mix, I think. Um, so like I I don't mind the graphics, especially since it's I, I'm not expecting a Pokemon game to be amazing Unreal Engine five mint uh completely realistic you know uh i i aching to the times of you know the game boy color or even the game boy original um with you know pokemon yellow and red and and uh blue um so that's my my generation of pokemon so that's that is a nostalgia trip for me and is seeing that in you know 32 64 bit um like generation uh of art so, like, seeing it as realistic as it is now is great. However, it, it's not a, 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 a game must. It doesn't seal the deal for Pokemon for me. Some people it does, and I get that. Um, that that's why, like, the, the FPS issues, like, that doesn't really hurt my soul because, like, I remember um, back in the day when they went, like... Um, to the 3ds um and we're like oh my god this is great but it was in all actuality like maybe 15 fps something like that 15 20 fps if we're lucky i don't i don't know the specs of the 3ds but um so like it is what it is you know you know in terms of fps i'm thinking maybe we are looking into something that um next switch is going to um give us you know performance wise maybe they were planning on uh on a future console yeah I, th I think the an update to the switch would is is long overdue 
Um, right. And I, I, a lot of people were like hopeful when they were about to announce the OLED version that they were going to do like a Switch Pro. Um, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, that's something that I've noticed as well uh, from playing all these like new titles on the Switch, whether that was uh, like Shin Megami Tensei 5. Um, that was what I would be, what I would say was like stuck in the frame rate dimension of somewhere between like five to 10 at times, especially when you're on an overworld map. My most recent time with Bayonetta 3, when you have a lot of enemies on screen and you start really getting into doing a lot of the character action combos, you see a lot of particle effects going on. The Switch hates it. It, it wants to go to sleep when you play games on it. Um, I think that a huge part of it is the fact that, you know, this, this switch is, it's a tablet. Um, <laughs> but also that, uh, it's gotta be so ridiculously hard to optimize games for it when the engines and everything that we use as far as assets go for new games, trying to make that work on a tablet. That sounds like you would have to be so incredibly smart in 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 how to make it actually run super well on that um my only other question as far as like the things that i've been seeing a lot of people saying online is um not it's it's kind of in the same vein of graphics um what about like glitches bugs things like that i've seen people like jump through the world and get out of like the actual world state box I've seen people clapping with their elbows while their arms are like rubbery and all that really goofy oh, I think, stuff. I think I just saw one where like you could capture a trainer or something like that. That's like what the video looked like. <laughs> I need that in my life. Oh uh, no, I haven't seen any like any of those those glitches or bugs myself. Like um, the biggest thing is like, um, and what I'm actually happy about is I, I jumped on a rock and the rock was just too steep and I got stuck and I, I thought like it, it like I was stuck in a perpetual falling um but sur surprisingly um and thankfully they actually had an unstick uh action so like I'm sitting there thinking oh damn I'm gonna be stuck here forever I'm gonna have to go like you know like close the game and open it back up um and I can't save because if I save, I'm going to be back at my, you know, perpetual falling. And then the screen went black, and then I was, you know, next to the rock, um, which was really great. Um, and I don't want to say it's a glitch, but I'll when you're it's in, a feature. Yeah, when you're in the classroom, uh, like, in the beginning, there's, like, I would say like maybe 15 kids in the classroom at desks uh and 10 of them are doing the same exact animation where they're like tapping the desk with one hand and then like uh like kicking their foot their other foot um but because of the frame rate issue it's like 3 fps so it's like you see tap kick tap kick and then there's like 10 of them out of like 15 that are doing this and some of them are like side by side uh, so there's like no individuality with with like the classroom and then like the fps is just hilarious to me like uh, that's the only thing i could think like like focus on because you know adhd-esque thing uh during the like i was skipping the the text just to watch the kids just slow motion three fps tap kick so it, it it the game definitely i don't know how they would fix it maybe like a um i don't know if they could hot fix it or patch it um to help right it almost needs more time in the oven or something well, like that like I, put it put it back in the oven well it's a, i don't know it, I don't know if they can like optimize it any more than they already have, you know, especially for the switch. Um, so it's like, is this game limited by its hardware is the biggest thing. Um, which I mean, I don't give the switch crap because at the end of the day, it is a mobile 
uh, console first. By all priority, it is a mobile console console first. So, like, how much can a mobile console do at the end of the day? So, but that's all I have on on Pokemon. Does anyone have any other questions or? I I just have a question here for the group and for our audience out there, so they can comment this on YouTube or or uh, let us know on Twitter. Uh, out of the three starters, which one are you picking? Uh, I, already, I already picked Flake Coco, my baby boy, my my little ghost pepper boy. I love him. I usually don't go for fire starters. Uh, usually, I typically typically go for the grass starters or the water starters. But I mean, Flake Coco is just too cute. Oh my god, He's you too should. Cool. When you start the game and you're like getting introduced to the three, um, he like. And when he runs, the the first Fue Coco, the first evo- like the the pre evolution, um, his run is the cutest cutest thing ever. Um, and then like in the intro, he like runs up, he uh, drops an orange off of a, a tree, and then like chars it to a crisp, and then like goes to like offer it to Quaxley. Um, and then like tries to take a bite out of it and, and, but it's, it's just like, he is by far the best boy. hundred percent. He's is just too cute. He can't not pick Flake Coco. Anna, how about no, you? No, man. How about me? Okay. I'm going to be like, oh, no comment on this because I mean, guys, I'm, I'm so ashamed right now to, um, confess, but I played Pokemon in my life. <laughs> <laughs> So that, right now I can just like, you know, slowly hide under the table. <laughs> that is completely okay. Some people haven't uh, haven't played Pokemon. It's just like a um it, it would be worse if you said you've never seen Star Wars. No, I have seen Star Wars. I Good. like Star Wars. I can still remain here, right? <laughs> Alright, Danny. So Coco, but Mendachi, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I just I just love the uh, the awkward water duck because like you know you have I feel like two pretty well thought out new starters. I also like that they have uh, names that feel of the region, you know, like Sprigatito, Wicoco, and that's Quaxley. Like <laughs> just like literally anyone could have just named that that Pokemon, and uh, you know I feel for him. He doesn't fit in. He's uh, goofy. And uh, strange, so I think I'm gonna take him because I don't I don't think many people would. Oh, it's funny too. In the intro video, he like flicks his hair, and he's like, nah. he's trying to be all cool and shit, and it's like, uh, uh. yeah. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the PC gaming show that we just had? Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, the PC gaming show uh, happened last week. I didn't get to watch all of it. I watched some of it, and then I went back and watched some of the trailers that were that were uh, revealed. But um, this show was not uh, super focused on new announcements. Rather, it was mostly showing gameplay uh, and trailers for things that were already announced that are coming in 2023. But there were a few new things uh, that were announced. Um, so while there isn't like a lot of like big news or big reveals i would say here uh i did want to talk about some of the trailers if any of them caught your eyes i i have uh two here that i that i wanted to mention for sure um but any opinions on the show before we talk about uh talk about any of the trailers i think frankie did a great job the little bit that i watched i've been following frankie on twitter for a while i think she's a great uh, presenter she does great for pc gamer so um i'm gonna be honest I did not watch yeah. it. I read the articles afterwards. <laughs> it's so hard to like actually set aside time, especially because PC Gamer is a UK-based organization. So they do their presentations um, like in the middle of our work days, typically. I'm sure for Anna, they they're probably right about on time. <laughs> for like, they were. I did for... watch. It, I did watch it in the recording, or at least some of it. But I mean, I did uh, look through the articles and watch the trailers. I wish uh, that um, some of them were less cinematic. Uh, in my opinion, you know, I always want to see more gameplay than uh, cutscenes. But I do think that they had great selection. 
uh, a lot of diablo diablo-ish <laughs> if it's a word let's make up a word something that looks like diablo diablo-ish uh, kind of games um but a lot of very interesting styles but i mean if you guys want to start because i'm going to mess up the whole system right now you know just talking about some things that i liked no Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, yeah. What what caught your eye, especially as a developer? Uh, what caught my eye immediately? I mean, there were a few uh, adventure games that I uh, looked at, and uh, but something that really <laughs> felt interesting was I, I even wrote it down. It was Gory Cuddle Carnage. It was like uh, this cat that go that runs around the city, and uh, I think it's you know I am uh, I came from the world where. I actually recall Tony Proskater, the first versions come out. And I mean, this is like so far away that this type of game has developed where you have this crazy cat killing everybody with its skater. Um, so that's some skater boy. And uh, some other things. Um, I think that horror game, yeah, Asuka. Asuka, that's, yeah. that's another one that uh, really caught my eye. Yeah, I I remember watching the trailer for that first one. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah. uh, it, Mindachi, it does the job, uh, though, right? Yeah, it does. It it definitely has a premise that catches your attention. So, um, in in the marketplace of of ideas of gaming, that is that is very high concept and, and attention grabbing. Uh, Anna, was there any other uh, trailers? Anything else that, that you oh, thought yeah. about the show? Yeah, the, the, that uh, game, The Repair House, that's something that I, you know, I get really enough in my life and that's something I would never play, but it's an interesting concept, you know, that uh, all these um, simulators, I mean, when we started with this gold simulator and now we get this uh, repair things simulator, that's just a very interesting idea that people don't get enough of this in my life, in their lives. I mean, I feel like I get enough of this in my life, and uh, it's like, you know, you're teaching me how to adult once again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Through this that gaming one, experience. Yeah, that one, uh, that's from the PC Building Sim uh, Simulator team. And uh, I that was the first one that really caught my eye, because I'm like, oh, wow, this is, um, like, it's all about, like, repairing and fixing antiques. And like they show like fixing a guitar, an electronics console, you know, jukebox. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, this would be like a nice Zen game, especially for anyone who um, maybe isn't super handy, but wants to maybe start learning about some of that. That might be like a good, like, you know, entry into it. Um, yeah, that caught my eye. I thought that looked fun. I think like it's, you know, I think it's more, it's, it's interesting from a psychological point of view, you know, where we are heading with this uh, simulators and uh, with this um, uh, universe or where we, you know, with a, um, with a simulated universe where we get to wear our glasses and where it's all going. I mean, as you said, uh, maybe this is something that has um, life value to it. Maybe some people will learn to fix a radio and make a profession out of it. Who knows? I mean, they will be saying, oh, I owe this to this game. You know, you were laughing at it and here I am. Ten years later, fixing everything and making a fortune out of it. Yeah, I, I especially see simulators. Like, I love the fact that simulators are, are uh, growing in popularity, especially with the growth of VR. Because I feel like uh, as VR progresses, we're going to see lots of, uh, of sims hit the market um in that vr um right. that that a lot of people will genuinely enjoy like i would love seeing pc building simulator in vr like i would buy a vr headset just to play that game um <laughs> because i actually I genuinely enjoyed pc game uh, pc building sim um on the pc so like i would definitely play it you know in vr yeah. Um, the other one that caught my eye uh, was Level Zero, which this game, like, it, it started hitting a lot of our Twitter feeds at the same time we started talking about it before this trailer uh, was shown, or before it was shown here, but it's a 2v4 PvP game that 
um, is it, it's like a social deduction game, I believe, where like you have two people who are playing like aliens trying to kill the other players and the other players are trying to escape. Very similar to like Among Us, but I would say much more similar to Deceit and Unfortunate Spaceman. Uh, I just hope that the community for this game does not go the way of Deceit because holy cow, Deceit had a horrible community. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone played it, very toxic. Yeah, I we uh, it was so bad that we ended up stop stream. I think as a group, the people who played it with us, we would stop streaming it because we would constantly get harassed. And then we would also have people come in and like start using racial slurs in our chats and stuff like that. Like it just like that's how bad Deceit's community was. was Stay constant. classy, so classy. Um, the games that I saw, like I, I was really interested in, um, was uh, was it uh, a Demon School? Looked very interesting, uh, especially for like I could definitely see Mendachi playing that game. Um, it's like a JRPG style, uh, pixelated game that looks really fun. Um, uh, the Invincible was another one, and then there was a uh, a spy game, or like spy style game. It looked like a let me let me find the title for it. I lost it. Agent sixty four, spies never die, and like it. From what they've talked about and what I've, what I've read, um, it gives like a like an uh a nostalgia trip back to GoldenEye 007 for the uh, 64, which uh, uh I would play the absolute shit out of. So, <laughs> Dachi, I, would, uh, I would actually add to level zero, and uh, I when I was watching the trailer. My um, impression of it was that they had really cool animations. So I was really disappointed to hear that uh, they had bad community uh, or community issues. We can say bad community, and it's ridiculous. But community issues, some people who were ruining the fun for all, for the rest of us. Uh, but oh, the animations, the animations were absolutely awesome. And I like the cinematic, uh, you know, uh, feel of the game as well. I can agree with that. When I saw the first trailer, it was it was very uh it gave off that cinematic like um yeah. creepy darkiness, but like it, it looked good and it felt good. Nandachi, what'd you see? Yeah, uh and just just to clarify, Danny, you were talking about the community of deceit, not level zero, right? We were talking about Yes. Yes, deceit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Deceit community was Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, no, Deceit's community was not good. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully um, Level yeah. Zero can avoid that. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, as far as uh, everything that I saw, I have I have my eyes all over the place. And uh, if there's one thing that people know about me is that I literally try to, I try every single pie that I think looks tasty. Uh, at least one bite. So there was a number of games that I was interested in. I'm still interested in Nightingale because um, I really enjoyed that company, that developer team, uh, specifically coming off of um, Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, and I just really like the the look of like a gas lamp punk style world. Um, my absolute favorite, since Anna already touched on uh, gory, which just looks awesome. That looks like something that could have come from Grasshopper games, maybe possibly the the mind of Suda Five One. Um, just a beautiful neon and blood. It's fantastic. Uh, but my absolute favorite of the entire show is Shadow of Doubt. Which, if you guys haven't seen what Shadow of Doubt is, that is that um, the point and click mystery solving like you put the push pins on the cork board trying to put all the clues together and the world is like a mix of like it's like two and a half d you know so like you have um i wouldn't even call it like low poly it's really truly just um almost like minecraft looking but a little bit more clean a little bit more detailed and things like that and uh for one thing i love mysteries i love games that make me use my brain so puzzle games as well and then the fact that um, 
you just have this really immersive looking world that looks different than a lot of games coming out it smacked me upside the head and like i i need to play it now obviously warhammer 40k was shown there i've been playing the the betas whether the closed beta or the newest pre-order beta for dark tide um and i'll be talking about that in an episode later uh which they have a lot of work to do ahead of their november 30th release uh sad to say um i'm not as I'm not really on board for the Dead Space release, like re-release. Um, I'm not sure if we'll pick it up. I'm a massive fan of the series, but I just don't really think that it needed to be remade. I, I actually just replayed through it um, on my PC about a month, a month and a half ago. Still looks great. Still plays great. I'm not really sure what they're doing there. Uh, kind of feels like a cash grab, more or less. Um, but Asuka, Asuka, as well as what uh, Anna had said, Asuka looks really, really, really good. Um, kind of gives me a uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice kind of feel to it. So that looks great. <laughs> I, again, there's there's probably more. Uh, Redfall, I've been kind of looking at, which, you know, maybe, maybe not. The Demon School... Um, which yeah, I can't remember if that was actually the name of it, but as soon as you said it, that's that's what its name is in my head now. I love uh, JRPGs. I'm pretty sure it is. It is de- called Demon School. Is it Demon School? Yeah, that's okay. what they. Yeah. When, every article that I read is just like that was the title. Um, and huh. it's on it's on Steam. Uh, fan release date. You can add it to the wish list now. Uh, it's just Demon School, one word. Um, RPG. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks fantastic. Looks good. Yep, there it is. Yep, Demon School, one word. It's wish listed right now. Uh, which yeah, I my wish list is getting just ever deeper. Um, and I guess last last mentions, Final Fantasy sixteen. Sure, give me another Final Fantasy game. I'll play. I'll play another one hundred and fifty hour Final Fantasy game. Why not? I don't have any time, but sure. <laughs> just gotta send it, man. Just gotta send it. Sleep is for the week. And I am also weak. (laughs) Um, Anything else with this, or do we want to talk about some deals you can snag? That's all I have. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is literally like days before Thanksgiving. So here in the States, uh, we are going to start seeing a bunch of sales. And I hope that the rest of the world can uh, take advantage of these Black Friday and fall sales. Um, We're going to try to keep up with a lot of them uh, over on Twitter, as long as Twitter stays around. Um, (laughs) It's always possible that Elon Musk just burns it all down. But, you know, that's where you guys can connect with us. Uh, but I do have uh, one deal that you can snag here for a few more days that is not a Black Friday sale. It is specifically with uh, your Amazon Prime account uh, if you connect it to your Twitch. So it's the uh, the Prime Gaming uh, side of Amazon. But you can pick up Fallout New Vegas on the GOG launcher. It's the Ultimate Edition, which comes with all of the DLC. Uh, it's literally days of entertainment uh, I it, I love New Vegas. It's my favorite Fallout game. It's also like one of my top like ten games of all time. So definitely pick it up. And uh, when you have your Prime account connected to your Twitch account, you also get a free subscription. So go drop it on Mendachi or Green Elite or any of the fantastic people that we host on the show. Um, Mendachi, do you have a, a deal people should snag? I do a really phenomenal one actually. Uh, if you like Sims immersive sims one of the best maybe the best immersive sim there ever was prey from 2018 uh that's on sale for a whopping 9.99 on gog right now and uh i think that you should go snag that because uh if you like horror if you like immersive sims it's 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 an all-in-one package heck yeah Greenly, how about you? I'm going to be very, very basic because uh, we've expressed our love for Hunt Showdown on the show multiple times. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to do a general broad thing. Uh, Crytek is doing a bunch of sales, including an, uh, a Crytek bundle 
that has Crisis, Crisis Two, Crisis Three remastered, uh, and Rise: Son of Rome. Um, that bundle makes it sixty four percent off, so thirty six dollars and twenty one cents uh, instead of a hundred dollars. Um, and then like Hunt Showdown itself will be going on sale for Black Friday. I'm, I I guarantee it. Um, but the DLCs for it. So if you want Legendary Hunter skins, um, those are already on sale for anywhere from 20% off to like 80% off. So just keep them up while you can if you love Hunt Showdown. But if you like Crytek in general, they have a bunch of sales going on right now. It's on Steam. Heck yeah. Hannah, how about you? Any deals that you should, uh, that people should be checking out? Well, I'm, you know, I'm not about snagging. I'm about making deals now. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's too apotheose. Um, but right now, GOG has its adventure game sales going on, and it's only like a couple days left, I think. But, I mean, if you guys want to go through it, it's they have a lot of great games, you know, old classics and new games. They, uh, I mean, they, I think they have Monkey Island coming onto their store. And uh, I mean, I think you can find anything there. And uh, if you're looking for something in specific from uh, your developer, our 242 team are presenting our copy. And uh, it's 40% uh, off on sale there as well. Heck yeah. Guys, go check out that game on GOG. Get it for. Get it while it's on sale, play it, and then buy literally everything that they ever do again. <laughs> um, if there's no other deals uh, that people should be snagging this week, um, should we go on ahead and wrap up the show? Absolutely. Okay, uh, starting with Anna. Um, obviously, we've talked about Copia, but is there anything else that people should be looking out uh, for you? Where can people find you? All that good stuff. Go on ahead and uh, oh, plug well away. Well, we are everywhere, basically, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. You can find us anywhere, and it's usually uh, either under my uh, nickname, it's Animimic, uh, that's on Twitter, or we, you can search for 2 for 2 team, and uh, you can find us uh, through through um, uh, this uh, ad. Um, so right now we're working on our next game. So, uh, and I am sharing a lot of uh, work in progress videos. So if you guys are interested in game development in general and how it all happens under the hood, you are most welcome in our little community. And so very friendly and we only have great people on Twitter, which is very rare, but it is, I promise <laughs> you that all happens on uh, our page. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Mr. Greeley, what's coming up on your channel? Um, well, uh, I go on vacation December 3rd, so I'm going to try to squeeze everything in um, before then. Um, so, like, this week I'm going to actually try to stream a lot more. I'm definitely going to be playing some more Pokemon, the Pokemans, um, and uh, Hunt Showdown, of course. Uh, I think I also... At some point, I need to squeeze some Overwatch 2 in there because uh, the Battle Pass ends soon. Like, I didn't pay for it, but I also want to get the, like, the free, uh, like, I got to get up to level 55 to unlock Kiriko. Because um, I don't know if, like, the Battle Pass ends if you, like, just don't have the ability to get that per that character anymore. I don't know if that that's how that's going to work or not. Uh, so I don't want to, like, test that theory. Um, but yeah, you can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash Elite, and everything else is on uh, Elite, including Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, OnlyFans, all the fancy things. <laughs> forgot Mindaki, about the OnlyFans, didn't you? Yeah, I forgot about it. I forgot it's been so long. I need to re-up my subscription to your OnlyFans. Need those feet fixed. Mindachi, what's coming up on your channel? <laughs> Not feet fix. Um, I'm not. I'm not entirely certain. Like I said before, and throughout the show, I've been exceptionally busy. Um, I would love to stream Capia because I did get it while it was on sale on Steam a couple of weeks ago. Uh, otherwise, I have I have so many other things. But sadly, my my entire life has been being taken up by homework and getting through this um. Uh, beta, which has felt much more like a playtest for Darktide, and it has been a headache and a half. Um, 
again, we'll 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 talk about that in a later episode. But if something changes, you can always find me on Twitter. Well, maybe not always, but for now, you can find me on Twitter at OnlyMendachi. And uh, I am looking at the other lifeboats that are available to hop off this boat before it completely sinks. So, yeah, you can find out all that information over there. Heck yeah. Um, coming up for me, I am out of town, so uh, you can keep up with me on Twitter. I'll be shit posting uh, at Danny K D A N I E C A E. You can also uh, subscribe on YouTube because we have VRCana coming up. Uh, the uh, Mendachi's one on one episode uh, ha- was released yesterday, and we have Quasar's one on one episode uh, coming out next. Uh, uh, saturday so definitely check that out um and then we will have new episodes of uh session two coming out very shortly after that i'm gonna try to work on it while i'm away i'm hoping uh the equipment that i brought with me will be able to do that um and after that i don't know i don't know what i'll I'll try to get back into streaming and stuff like that but uh i have been very busy uh and and moving around quite a bit lately so we'll see what we can do i don't think i have anything else um i will say uh if twitter does like dissipate and evaporate which i i don't know if it will or if it just becomes too much for us to like not want to deal with you can keep up with us on youtube in the community tab um we we will post there uh, more regularly and and uh connect with you guys there so don't forget about that as well but i think that's the whole show this week thanks for watching and listening uh your time and attention is always appreciated but of course we're interested in your thoughts and opinions so let us know in that episode uh or in the uh, comment section on youtube or you can tweet at us at ntn pod uh, big shout out to anna for coming on the show thank you very much this is very fun Thank you for having me. It was great. Um, yeah, and if you like the show, make sure you guys go on ahead and drop a little subscribe scribe and uh, ring that bell. That helps us out quite a bit. Uh, and until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fights. Make sure you cook that turkey to the right temperature, okay? Don't get food poisoning. And we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Love you. Bye-bye.